Here we go. You're listening to Sounds Good. The podcast that makes your sound sound good. Welcome to a new episode of Sounds Good. In this episode, we will talk about EQing. We'll focus on the creative use of equalizers and filters to make our recordings and mixes sound better. We'll also listen to a very interesting Loopmasters download pack. But the most exciting news must be that from now on the Sounds Good podcast will have Mark Abrams as a co-host. With Mark on board we can look forward to even better episodes of this podcast. Hello everyone, my name is Mark Abrams and I am extremely excited to be a new contributor to the Sounds Good podcast. Uh, to give you a little background on myself, I live in the United States and I'm a professional audio engineer. Uh, my day job Monday through Friday is fairly similar to Hens. I work in a post-production facility called Mills James Productions, doing audio recording and sound design for television, radio, audiobooks, and just about everything in between. Uh, prior to joining Mills James a few years ago, I was solely a music engineer. The majority of my work was at my own facility, but I also did some freelancing in between projects at some other studios in the Midwest. Uh, I have to say that one of the main reasons I fell in love with audio engineering can be accredited to DigiDesign's Pro Tools. Uh, probably about 10 years ago, I was working on a record with my very first band, and one night after the session, uh, the engineer was showing me all the different ways that he could kind of twist and contort and manipulate our songs within Pro Tools, and it's pretty much been love ever since. So, <laughs> that being said, it's quite possible that a lot of my contributions to the Sounds Good podcast are going to be somewhat Pro Tools related. That could either mean whole segments about a Pro Tools feature, or that I may use Pro Tools as my platform when explaining another topic. Uh, almost everything will stretch across all of the many platforms that we all use to accomplish our tasks, which is simply to make everything sound good. But anyway, I'm extremely happy to be here and want to extend a very large thank you to Hens for having me aboard. So today I'm going to be talking about some of the different types and basic principles of equalization. Uh, let's jump right in. Okay, let's start at the top. What is equalization? Our textbook definition reads a little something like this. Equalize, the process of changing the frequency envelope of a sound. Pretty basic, I know. Let's take a look at its intended use. The equalizer was originally intended to be a tool used to get a flat response in telephone lines and to make up for the deficiencies in equipment. While we're still compensating for our technology, we've also developed some really interesting new techniques for this device. Let's talk about the different types of equalizers. The basic EQs that you will run into are parametric equalizers, graphic equalizers, paragraphic equalizers, filters, and shelving equalizers. Parametric equalizers have three basic controls. You can adjust frequency, gain, and bandwidth, or Q. They're typically used when very precise, fine adjustments need to be made. That's not always true, as you'll kind of find out in some of the examples, but you can get very surgical with a paragraphic equalizer. On analog gear, they're typically controlled with knobs. Graphic equalizers typically have more bands than parametric equalizers. They were developed to help engineers get a quick glance of the EQ curve by looking at the front of the device. Unlike the parametric EQ, they're controlled with sliders instead of knobs, and only cut or boost pre-selected frequencies at a pre-selected Q or bandwidth. However, some graphic EQs do feature control over those functions as well. These are called paragraphic equalizers. And basically all that means is instead of having your predetermined sliders with a predetermined bandwidth, you can now select the bandwidth or, or somehow shift the frequency of what you're cutting or boosting. Filters are designed to reduce or isolate a signal's energy at a specific frequency. 
Filtering is typically a subtractive device in nature. In my opinion, one of the greatest mistakes young engineers can make is not using filters more often. They can really clear up a mix when used properly, and you can use them to make some pretty cool effects. The equalizer that you see in the picture is actually the EQ curve that I used to make the, uh, the cheesy definition announcement of equalize earlier in the segment. And I'll play that again for you. Equalize, the process of changing the frequency envelope of a sound. Okay, moving on. Shelving equalizers are designed to cut or boost a signal above or below a specific frequency. A lot of the high and low band EQs you see on a mixing board are shelving EQs. Okay, so now that we have the types out of the way, let's talk about some tips and tricks. I'm gonna use a bass drum as my source for these examples, but they apply to most sources that you'll encounter, regardless if you're a live audio engineer, a music engineer, or a post-production engineer. Also, I'm going to grab the Digidesign 7-band EQ3 plugin in Pro Tools. It contains a lot of the different EQ types, and we're going to be able to kind of get an example for everything that was sort of laid out in the definitions of what the different filters are. Other good EQs with similar functionality are the Waves Q-Series EQs or the Renaissance Series EQs. The first trick I have for you can be described as frequency scanning. Uh, let's say you want your vocal track to be brighter and pop out of your mix a little bit more. In order to make the track do that, you have to understand where the brightness of that vocal lies. Try taking one band on your parametric EQ and set it at a medium Q or bandwidth and boost about 5 to 6 dB. Use the frequency knob to scan through the frequency spectrum until you find the air or brightness of the vocal that you want to bring out in the track. You may want to try using a shelving band for this task as well. You can also do this in reverse to find or correct problematic frequencies. Two terms I want to go over here that's, that's also very important. Um, when you boost frequencies, it's called additive equalization. When you cut frequencies, it's called subtractive equalization. Okay, in our bass drum, I'm hearing a low range frequency that's sort of clouding things up. To find that frequency, I'm going to use a parametric EQ to find out exactly what frequency it is that I'm hearing, and then cut it to sort of lift that cloudy, muddy feeling. Okay, first, I'm noticing the muddy feeling in the lower mid-range, so I want to grab a band that will address anywhere from 100Hz to 400Hz. Next, I'm going to increase the bandwidth or Q on my 7-band EQ3 to a value of 10. Now before we go to the next step, you may want to turn down your speakers as this could get really loud. Once you have adjusted your bandwidth to be as narrow as possible, boost that band significantly. I usually just crank it all the way to make the individual frequency range more obvious. On this specific EQ, that's about 18 decibels. Next, while the kick drum track is playing, I'm going to grab the frequency knob and scan between 100Hz and 400Hz until I hear the problem frequency really jump out at me. Okay, there it is. Now I'm going to cut that frequency until it isn't such a problem anymore, and it should clear things up. You can raise or lower the gain on that band until you find a setting you like. Too much of a cut could make it sound kind of phasey or thin. You can also play with the bandwidth to subtract a wider frequency range, and basically just use your ears until it sounds right to you. As always, if it sounds good, it is good. The next trick I want to tell you about is how to use filters. I mentioned earlier that in my opinion, um, one of the largest mistakes that a young engineer can make is to simply not use a filter. 
But let's take our bass drum, for instance. Let's say we would like some more low end out of it. If we were to apply a shelving EQ band to it and boost, say, four decibels around 100 hertz, we'd end up with a lot of extremely low frequencies being boosted as well, causing our speakers to have to move much further to reproduce that kick drum, and thus taking away from their ability to reproduce the rest of our mix accurately. Now if I apply a high pass filter to start to cut around 80 hertz, it'll reduce the lower frequencies with a certain ratio of decibels per octave. On the 7 band EQ3, you can adjust this ratio in 8 decibel increments. Other EQs, such as the Renaissance EQ, refer to the same function with a bandwidth adjustment. Now once I have that filter applied, I can boost the frequencies I want with more precision. On the higher end of the frequency spectrum, I can apply a low-pass filter to reduce some of the cymbal bleed that might have gotten through the mics. Then maybe I'll boost my upper mid-range frequencies and really bring out the slap of the drum, and now I don't have to worry about increasing the cymbal bleed quite as much. So now I have a punchier, tighter-sounding bass drum. So those are some basic uses for the different types of equalizers. This is a huge topic, and I'm sure that we'll revisit it later. If anyone has any suggestions for topics we can hit on in the future, shoot us an email and we'll try to address them in future shows. Again, I'm extremely excited to be a new contributor to the Sounds Good podcast, and I can't wait to be a part of future episodes. So I hope you found this segment useful, and thanks for listening. If you're looking for a better way to present or collaborate during your conference calls, your solution is simple. Web conferencing with GoToMeeting. During your call, everyone logs on to GoToMeeting.com, and your computer screen shows up on their computer screens. GoToMeeting is perfect for sales or product demos, training or real-time collaboration. Plus, you're not charged per minute like other providers. You can meet as often as you want for as long as you need. With GoToMeeting, you can meet with anyone, anywhere, without ever leaving your office. You'll not only save time, but money too. See for yourself. Try GoToMeeting free for 45 days. Just visit gotomeeting.com forward slash podcast. That's gotomeeting.com forward slash podcast. Try GoToMeeting today. Before we move on, here's a bit of warning from a book called The Recording Engineer's Handbook by Bobby Ozinski. If something doesn't sound right, there are lots of things to change before you reach for the EQ. Try the following in this order. Change the source if possible. That's the instrument you're miking. Change the mic placement. Change the placement in the room. Change the mic. Change the mic preamp. Change the amount of compression and or limiting, from none to a lot. Change the room, the actual room you're recording in. Change the player. Come back and try it another day. You can buy this book from Amazon via our affiliate link, which you can find in the show notes. If you're into video games, then check out the Games Weasel podcast with me, Matt Cuttle. Each week we feature gaming news, video game reviews and interviews with the experts, as well as giving you the chance to win some hot new titles. So whether you own a 360, a PlayStation 3, a Wii or a PC, head over to gamesweasel.btpodshow.com. I once read an interview with BT in EQMag.com, which sums up one of the best equalizer tricks I know. Here's a quote from BT. 
You wanna know one of my biggest tricks? Shelf everything at 120 Hz, but your kick drum and your bass line and your mixes are going to sound like 3000% better. It'll start sounding like a record. So that means you can put a shelving EQ or even a high pass filter into all your tracks but the bass line and the kick drum and remove some of the low end. We don't really need to stick to the 120 Hz as we'll see shortly. Let's do a little experiment. We'll start by mixing a few tracks together with no EQ going on. We use a beat, a bass line, a guitar, a gated synthesizer and a percussive track. Here's how it sounds with no EQ at all. I'm sure we can all agree that it sounds too busy. All the instruments are fighting at the lower part of the spectrum. If we listen to this for more than a few seconds, our ears get tired from the muddiness of the sound. So let's clean it up. We start with the basic beat. If we turn on Logic's channel EQ analyzer, we can see how it has a lot of low-end energy in the range up to about 200 Hz. Then there's a peak at around 5 kHz for the snare drum. Maybe we can punch a hole in the frequency range between those two extremes to make some room for the other instruments. We'll use a filter at around 345Hz, minus 8dB with a wide band with a 0.23Q. Maybe we'll revisit this filter later on when we've mixed in the other instruments. If you think the logic analyzer moves too fast, flip open the extended parameters of the channel EQ by clicking on the arrow tool. You can lower analyzer decay to something like 3 dB per second for a more relaxed view. Lots of plugins in Logic Studio have similar hidden features you can explore. Now let's add the baseline. We can remove some of the extreme low-end energy, say, filter off everything below 40Hz. There's little use in adding a low-pass filter because we would lose definition. So the bassline and the beats go together well. Now let's add the guitar. This doesn't mix well. The guitar is competing with the bass line, plus there are problematic ringing frequencies in the guitar. We remove the ringing frequencies with three notch filters. We filter everything below something like 240 Hz. That sure makes a difference with a muddy guitar without any filtering. Let's hear that again. And now with EQ.
Let's add the percussion. It appears to be fighting a bit with the guitar. We remove everything below 800Hz and add a chorus to it as well, so the guitar sits more in the middle while the percussion occupies a wider stereo image. Let's add the gated keyboard. It's again using too much of the low end, competing with the bass line. When we remove everything below 290 Hz, things clean up again. As a last finishing touch, we add a channel EQ to the entire mix. Here we filter out everything below 30Hz, dip a bit around 500Hz with a very broad filter and boost some of the high with the shelving EQ. Recall that a very small Q means a very wide frequency band, while a large Q represents a very small frequency band. For comparison, here's how it sounded before any filtering. And here's how it sounds after filtering. I'm sure you can come up with similar uses of equalizers for your own mixes. Our Loopmasters download pack for this episode is the Circuit Bend Mixed Sample Pack. Welcome to Loopmasters Circuit Bend Toys 50 Megabyte Mixed Wave Pack. This sample pack contains 144 glitch type effects and loops produced by Hoodie from the group Criminals, exclusively for the Loopmasters download area. These effects have been created using classic children's electronic toys, such as Texas Instruments Speak and Spell, VTech Alphabet Apple, and My First Words, plus many more that have been modified by adding extra circuitry and switches to create strange and unusual sounds. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Sounds Good. If you did, why not subscribe to this show via RSS? It's free and easy and it guarantees you automatically receive new episodes of Sounds Good. We also would love some more reviews in the iTunes store. So if you can manage, why not share your thoughts and enthusiasm about this podcast there and write a review. You can also put yourself on the Frapper map of this show. Just visit soundsgoodpodcast.com and click on our Frapper map at the top of the page. All the great music in the show was created by Tulsa Drone. Tulsa Drone have been making music for several years now and have released two albums so far. No Wake in 2004 and Songs from a Mean Season in 2007. They are currently working on a new EP to be released later this year. You can find Tulsa Drone in the iTunes store, on the Podsafe Music Network or you can go to their website for more information at tulsadrone.com. 
I'm Cory Doctorow, and you're listening to a Creative Commons licensed podcast, Some Rights Reserved. <laughs>